Brian? Yeah. You played during a time where at least your time with the Skins, quarterback sat, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, back then, Gibbs had his own incredibly smart way of stashing quarterbacks and and kind of bringing them up and, and down, practice squads, fake injuries, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. When you got to Philly, did Donovan play right away or did he get to sit? Uh, no, Donovan, actually, Donovan was there in 99. And I can remember we played against him. I told you this story where he didn't start the game, but then he came out, like, once he got into the game. But I thought he was overly hyped. And I thought, I said, if he get in the game, he's not going to play well. He was too too hyped up as a quarterback. And, but when I got the field, and then he played the rest of that year in 99. When I got there in 2000, he was well-established and ready to go. His, his rookie year was rough. Uh, he yeah. only started six games, yeah. completed 49% of his passes, eight touchdowns, seven picks. Mm-hmm. Um. When you were in New York, they hadn't drafted Eli yet, had they? No, no. Eli came, I think, that year after. I oh, had you Eli. had a. Uh, I had Kerry Collins and I had Jesse Palmer. Jesse Palmer. I remember that. Yeah. Was Kerry boozing in those days? Didn't that get away it, from him a little after, bit? That was after that incident. Because you remember when he said the words. And I had a. When I got there, the first thing I did was have a conversation with him about that. And, you know, he was very, very apologetic. And adult, um, a mature adult who basically had the conversation, discussed what happened, and made his promises. And I thought he was cool as hell. Um. Well, long way to ask you this. I think we all believe Commanders are drafting a quarterback at number two. Does yes. everybody agree? Speak now, or forever hold your peace. I think so. Among the four of us. Okay. Jeff may or may not be listening, but I think he believes. Um, what do you think the best path is for this kid? Uh, to be honest with you, I would love to see every quarterback sit back and and learn, but I, I believe that there are too many factors at play to normally allow that to happen. And I think as it starts with the ownership, what, what do they have to try and recoup what they spent? Uh, fans have been promised stuff. They want to see it now. Coaches say, I'm going to come in and do – why would the coach come in and try to build up his offense for uh, maybe a quarterback who's not as talented as this guy, and then you have to change it when the guy comes a little later? So I think you let him play. Landfield, what would you do? Number two overall pick. I think realistically the guy's going to play, but there have been you know, multiple cases recently of – Guys sitting that seemed to work out. Mahomes didn't play for the first year. Jordan Love barely played for like three years. Uh, before that, Aaron Rodgers didn't play for multiple years. Lamar Jackson wasn't really the first, the full time starter his first year. That worked out pretty well. There might be something to it. But all think, I'm saying. But this is the thing you say, Pat. Soon as Pat went in his rookie season, passed for 300 yards, they started working out a trade. They knew immediately. But. They only started him because they'd already clinched, and then in the playoffs, they went back to Alex. I understand, but next year he was gone. Sure. Okay? The whole thing about it is you can say sit him. What if they draft somebody, he comes in, and he is absolutely killing it? You going to put him on the bench? See, the mindset has – I don't – 
The I think that's now, a unique situation. The, but the mindset now is you play the best, okay? And if you go out there and you draft a guy number two, you expect him to be the best, right? And if he steps in here and he's better than the other quarterback, you're going to still sit him? It's a fair point. Um, I don't a legit – like there's no – no one roadmap. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's an awesome luxury when you're able to have a guy sit and they watch and learn. I, I do think there's value in that. Do you think you have that luxury after 20-something years of uh, not? But, Lanville, to your point about Lamar didn't start right away, I think they still had Flacco. I think Lamar started the final seven games of the season, and they went six and one. His numbers weren't all that great, but um, I, I I don't know the best way forward. I know that I think this kid's going to start, whoever it is. Yeah. See, I, I'm always at a crossroads because I'm a, I, I'll, I'll tell people, when people sit down sometimes behind quarterbacks that are real, real good, are they really getting better or are they seeing somebody else get better and how they get it done? Sometimes when guys get thrown into the action, they they develop quicker. Some people develop later. We just have to face the fact that some guys just aren't going to get it. There are guys that have sat and still didn't become great. Jeff, what do you want them to do? You believe they're going to draft a kid at two. What do you want them to do? I want him to get the quarterback at two. Um, it, this is how I look at it. If we get a quarterback at two, now we have competition at the quarterback position. Who, and With Sam, are you bringing a veteran in? What do you want to do there? Because that's a little bit of a complicated factor. If you get factor. a quarterback at two, there is no damn competition. Let's know that yeah, for a fact. Yeah, but you know just how it happened We've with We've already had people falsely say we have competition. We don't want to go into the new era with that type of mindset. Yeah, but, I mean, Sam is still there. Um, if we go get someone young, I'm with getting a young guy and letting him flourish. But just how, like we said, we watch with Jordan Love. Shoot, we even watch with uh, Josh Allen. You watch with Jordan Love behind the Hall of Famer. Yes, but if everything don't play out how, how it's supposed to and that rookie got to get benched, I mean, we still got Jacoby. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm No, fine. we don't. He had a one-year contract. Oh, oh, I my bad. We yeah, Brissett's gone. Yeah, uh, or, we, I mean, they could re-sign him, but he's... Yeah, mm-hmm. but I would go get the guy at number two because if it was certain with Sam that, yo, Sam looked like the guy, all right, he 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 messed up here and there, but we know this our guy, I would be like, nah, I don't, I don't think we go with a quarterback at two. But it's not certain. One of them guys that could potentially be a playmaker, go get him. Why not? Yeah. And if he don't work out, we just keep continuing our search. But- Matt Matt Essig is here, and we often mess up his afternoon because we bring Russell on, and he doesn't get the plan because Russell's here. Essig, how do you think the right way to develop a quarterback is? Um, I mean, the right way to develop a quarterback is to get somebody who has experience in the in NCAA but understand that the league is an entirely different situation. You need to have a veteran quarterback in the room to teach them in preseason and in the early season. I don't necessarily think that even if you have a high draft pick, you have to play your rookie quarterback just because 
they're not ready, you don't want to, pardon my French, Sam Darnold them. You don't want to put them in a situation where they could be successful, but because of the line and because of the situation, you're going to ruin them. So you, if you're going to draft a quarterback, you need to also have a room around them that can give them the best benefit for the doubt. That's Matt Essig. You can hear him on the Team 980 starting at 2 p.m.